Welcome to the Red Black League High School Hockey Podcast. Today we sit down and sort out how teams got to the X. We meet the new head coach of the Winona Cotter program, Marty Raymond, and then talk about all the festivities coming for this year's COVID State Tournament. Hope you enjoy today's show. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire Well, how are you guys doing today? We are a bit remote, aren't we? Three separate channels for tonight's podcast yeah but we all might be watching yeah i know but we might all be watching the same game right now though too yeah i'm not (laughs) i'm not i I, I can't do it because i'm i'm the phone you know i can only watch it on my phone i suppose i could pull up on my computer but uh that und umd seems like the hot ticket right now yeah i think it's kind of cool that gavin haynes going up against his former you know, teammate in that. Best right buddy. Now. Yeah. 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 I think it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mean, you mean uh, Micah Miller from Reamer, Minnesota, not from Grand Rapids. Uh, did you guys see that string, by the way? You see the goalie the scored? Most... What's that? <laughs> the goalie scored today? Oh, no, no. I didn't see that. What happened there? Oh, it was uh a puck like popped high off the glass and no one knew where it was. And it landed right in front of him and everyone was sort of staring around and he just whacked it in. Oh, no, it was, uh, it was bad. Jess Myers was, who's a you know, phenomenal college hockey reporter, but he reported, you know, I don't know what city it was. Maybe it was Duluth or I don't know. Edina yeah. had the most oh, whatever. Yeah. And, and Matt Jasper, who's from, who's totally Grand Rapids, mind you, kind of buzzed me. He goes, what, yeah. about, what about Grand Rapids? There's five. He goes, well, actually, according to their listing, there's three from Grand Rapids, one from Cohasset, and another from Reamer. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you, I love you, Jess Myers. He is a dear friend. But that you are that's you're way too much pride on your hands if you can't admit that there's five kids from Rapids playing in the in the tournament this year. Also, if we're playing that game, how are we, how are we counting the Hermantown one? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he, really. He also he also said that Tofto from Chaska. It's like, hey, come on, give St. Thomas a little love for Tofto. Yeah, for City of St. Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. City yeah. of St. Thomas. Whatever. I, it was it was more humorous. I wasn't going to blast him on there like, come on, Jess, you're better than that. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, well, we all know where Micah Miller played high school hockey, and sure, he's from Reamer, which is good. And if you ever – I looked up Reamer on a map. It's that's not, a long way that's from Rapids. not close yeah. to Rapids at all. Yeah. I mean, it's no. in the middle of – my point is it's in the middle of nowhere. It's just not really – you know, Cohasset, everybody knows, is just a little burb of – Yep. Of Rapids. So what do we got on tap today, Mr. Carl? There's a lot of news out there. What? How did you whittle it all down to uh, to feed our audience today? Yeah, well, I guess we'll start with some good news. Um, our Who Had COVID segment involves no boys teams this week. Or no new yes, cases at correct. this point. So yeah. knock on a lot of wood. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we did get an example of what could happen uh, with the Centennial Girls who... 
Yeah. Sadly, had to bow out of the AA Girls Tournament, uh, giving Edina a bye to the semifinals there. So I guess that's the procedure if it happens, just to bye to the next round. But I mean, bad and scary. It's crushing. Uh, Sean Moline, who runs YHH's Girls Youth programming for us is the head coach at centennial he went from the mm-hmm. highest of highs and the lowest the lows within like 24 hours it's just a it's an awful deal and you saw what happened it was ruled a no contest you know just like the michigan uh game with umd which would have been by the way the best game in of the first eight quarterfinal games everybody was kind of looking forward to that michigan umd game don't you think yeah yeah awesome. But the thing that I don't get, so say if this happens in the boys tournament, does like, and one of the seeded teams, let's say, uh, uh, Eden Prairie or Lakeville South, you know, one of them, heaven forbid, gets COVID, right? So no now contest. one of the unseeded nope. <laughs> just no contest. advanced on a no, yes. I, oh, no contest. I That's what happened. It didn't matter. Or St. Thomas. Or, yeah. yeah, it didn't yeah. matter. It, it could have been Edina and Centennial would have advanced, you know? Oh. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. We've talked about this back in January and February that this could happen, and it did. And knock on wood, fingers crossed, I've been talking to a lot of parents and coaches over the last two or three days since they've punched their tickets, and I've talked to a lot of players, you know, doing our, our interviews, and they're all in the exact same boat, just kind of their fingers firmly crossed. They're going to get blisters from crossing their fingers that nothing happens between here and early next week. Um, can somebody answer this for me? Because I just haven't looked it up today. Did they? Um, I don't know what Edina was ranked in the girls' tournament. Did they just not have a game during Correct. that time? They had, a one just, o- they, had okay. a, they had a one o'clock game, um, and it and they moved the eleven o'clock to the one o'clock game. So that just it just okay. it just disappeared okay. today. So that could possibly happen. Okay. Yes. Cool. Cool. That's. Yep. Yep. Um, it's just depressing, and you know it's bad for you know, and I'll I'll use Edina's girls as an example for as our blueprint for the boys. It stinks for them because now they don't have a game going. They play Tonka next whatever Wednesday. I get all these days mixed up. They play them. Is it Wednesday? No, next Thursday. Thursday. So think, think about it. Their section final was last Saturday. So they're literally going to go like 12 or 13 days without a competitive yeah. game. And they're playing Taka, and it's a 2-3 two, three, two, three in the state playing each other. So good luck with that, you know. Well, and they have to go to the X with all these COVID protocol stuff. And yes. Like, mm-hmm. At least, you know, the team that they're playing against is used to whatever it is. I don't think I've ever had so many people in the boys game pay so close attention to all what's going on in the girls. Because, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Right. Like, you yeah. look at it. Yeah. Like, now, from what I understand, I don't know this for a fact. This is just secondhand through Todd and Peter racing in and out of the building all weekend. But I think they're putting the girls and probably the boys too in some type of locker room thing in White Bear Lake and they put them on a bus and truck them down from White Bear Lake to the How rink. How is that better? I don't know. How is it but better? Not a just, together is that true, Carl? Is it true? Like, yeah, they're, I, I haven't heard that. They come on a shelter and then they put them on a bus and they arrive 15 minutes and then they go. But they're putting them on a bus. I mean, hello. That's the same <laughs> that's thing. Worthy. as a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mobile locker room. 
Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have you get dressed here in this fallout shelter. Yeah. And then we're going to go bust you. Then we're going to put you in a mobile locker room, and then we're going to put you in, you know, you're going to bring your, like, the joke here when we run these youth tournaments is they, they at some of these rinks are pretty strict. You've got to bring your stick and skates in, and you can only have a drawstring backpack. So are they going to go drawstring backpack for the state tournament experience? <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm picturing that. Channel 45 on them. And here comes Jackson Panzer into the rink with Landon Parker and and Trey Osmus with their helmets on and their hey, tennies. Well, we, we, we really need a red carpet here, you know? Ah, oh, it's rolling ridiculous. out. Oh, yeah. Let's be positive. Let's try but, to get back to positive here. Here, here's what I'm thinking in this drawstring backpack, Tony. <laughs> it's kind of like Major League, the movie. You know, that yes. one guy had, like, all the voodoo guys in his locker room. Like, they got to carry their lucky charms yes. to the locker room. The, the drawstring <laughs> is so they can have their phones and put their shoes in there and their mask and all that stuff. But it's hilarious. Like, Orono Tonka girls, they had drawstring backpacks. They were, like, mini bags. And the lady at oh, Bloomington did not. I'm like, that is not a drawstring backpack. I'm like, yeah, it's got a string on it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was so funny. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, there's so many battles I'm not going to fight. That's not one of them. So, sure. Yeah, because we all know COVID rides in big backpacks. Yes. Anyway. Yes, it does. <laughs> and, and they can get uphill to International Falls, too, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, what else you got, Carl, on the news? Anyway, show? so speaking of things getting into the arena, we do have more information on what attendance will look like at the state tournament, again, based on what we know about the girls. Yes. So, I have in front of me here a uh, very sloppily printed PDF with uh, some misspelled words that gives me all the instructions. Yes. So, um, so on it, we're seeing that each school is being awarded 576 tickets. For so, the semifinals, the for the semifinals, the semifinals, not the quarters. Yes. The quarters is the 114, I believe. Right. Okay. I'm on the wrong page with this confusing PDF. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 114 for the 14. first round, which basically gets two parents in. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. support staff. I mean, I think support staff and everything fits into a number. It gets around a 250 for the first round game. So literally, like today was like at the at the X was just like a, a morgue, you know. Yeah. For those yeah, so four sections occupied, basically. Yes. Yeah. And and yeah. this is the goofy thing. Can I just sound off? This is going to be maybe a mini soapbox, but. This is the thing about the whole thing is, like, the sessions. Like, they're so dead set on these sessions. Like, why wouldn't they just have 3,000 people per game, right? And then just mm-hmm. get them out. Yeah. Just move them out. There's, you could enter by, by by 7th Street and you exit on the other side of the building. Like, you it's have a lot of doors. You have a lot of doors. So much. You, can, you come in here yeah. and you're going there and you got 15 minutes or we're going to sound the siren, you know, beat it, you know, mm-hmm. and then you bring your next team in. That way more people can watch more games. Instead, still we got the other side of the rink. So, yeah. No, but we've only done sessions. We've only done sessions. Sessions is the way it works. I'm like, no, no. Use your brain. Use, be open-minded. Be flexible here. People, figure it out. There should be 3,000 per game, not per You're session. Asking too much, Tony. What? <laughs> You're asking too much. I know. Sorry. Sorry. Let's move so, on. Uh, yeah. So, just uh, 
a couple of things. So those 576 tickets in the semis will be divided among 227 groups. So people have to sign up as a group. Mm-hmm. Um, Twos and fours. Ticket offices the ticket offices are apparently capable of, of distributing 57 tickets, but no more of them. The rest are by the schools. Um, <laughs> then uh, of the 576, 300 are lower level, 45 are club, and 132 are upper level. Yeah, so they're kind of staggered, right? Yeah, which makes sense. What what are they rolling like sixteen sided Dungeon and Dragon dice to come up with these numbers? <laughs> Who knows? It's definitely like what would the percentage be if you're at three thousand? Is that twenty percent, fifteen percent, twenty five percent? I don't even know. I, I don't know. That's made up number. That's what you are. Yeah, at. it's 15, some kind yeah. of number. Fifteen percent, whatever. It's a low percentage that are in the building. But again, how are they going to, apparently, according to Jay Hardwick, again, with 114, Jay's daughter is on War Road. Um, he, I, I talked to him today, and he says their peop- they were all over them today as fans. Or yesterday, excuse me, when War Road played. Again, more learning, Ooh. reading the putts of the girls' tournament. Like, what are they doing? Because you know, whatever they're doing for the girls, they're going to do for the boys, you know? So, yeah, they were yep. really, he said they were pretty harsh about getting those masks on and social distancing and all that stuff. But, you know, it's a lot easier where there's 114 in there per team versus, you know, 576. Good luck, you know. Good luck. But who knows? Yeah, are, are there going to be, like, ushers? Yeah, apparently there were know, ushers that were there. Of- <laughs> yeah. And there and the seats are sold. You got to sit in the seat that you were assigned, and they were sold in a way that you're going to be spread out. So fine by me. They're going to. This is all. This is is all a learning lesson for the wild too. By the way, because they're going to be like, all right, what do we need? More security, less security. It's kind of a guinea pig. They're the guinea pigs for it. So. Oh well, like I said in the in the intro, this is a COVID state tournament. We're going to just talk about (laughs) it all, right? Yep. We're going to make it work. Yep. Any more um, news, Carl? What else, Carl? No, I don't have anything else too big unless any of you have anything have you want to bring one up. one more nugget, and it's not any big surprise, um, but it's it's definitely worth noting for our listeners. Um, not just the Youth Hockey Hub, but Minnesota Hockey Hub. We received an email from the Tim Layton at the – State High School League, that uh, no online publications will be given a media credential for the state girls, and I'm assuming also for the state boys. So we will not be at the state tournament in the building at press conferences any media access for the tournament, which I'd like to get your guys' opinion because just saying that, it just seems so utterly ridiculous um, but I don't want to chop it up too much. You guys' take on that? Well, I mean, I, I, I've been expecting this since the start, so yes. I'm not shocked. Yes. Um, it, it is in line with all of my experiences with the State High School League in my you know, past 10 years. Um, it's, I'm trying to restrain myself from saying other things. <laughs> Yeah, you're so nice, Carl. I'll I'll say what you want to say. What are you gonna say, Danny? And I'll I'll finish it up. I I think you know Carl and I saw what the um, 
credential stuff was for the girls, at least for the quarters. And it was just, it is what it is. And they, they own the tournament and they want the tournament to be covered the way they want it to be covered too. And it's that's always that's been the hard that way. Part. Yes. So just so you know, some background, like, wow, that's, inc- so let's just say stating that, that no online publications allowed in, first of all, that's a fallacy, right? Because it's not like this message is only going to be transcribed by a, by a newspaper. The Star Tribune and Pioneer Press have websites, so they are an online publication, probably more than they are a printed publication. So that's somewhat disingenuous. You guys agree with that? Correct. Yep. Okay, so so that's let's just put that on the table first, and then secondly, what what's really problematic is d- just ignoring the fact that online is where ninety pe- percent of people get their news, and to ignore that that's actual a viable these are viable entities is, I mean, I think we're a decent publication, and but I'm not going to be the one to say that. But the Minnesota Hockey Hub is the reason we started Youth Hockey Hub. They are. They are the, literally the founding. They've the sports engine is the founding director. They they've pushed the envelope. The original. They're the OG of high school hockey programming. They should be allowed in the building, right? Yeah, I, all I'll say, Tony, is like maybe the Minnesota State High School League didn't think that you know Twitter banning the president of the United States was a big thing because <laughs> it wasn't a newspaper. Yes. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, it just, it, there's a lot. I don't get my high school hockey information from a newspaper anymore. No. And that's, I mean, I remember in high school when we used to go to the library on Wednesday during study hall and grab the newspapers <laughs> that were on the stick. Yeah, the to kind of see what the rankings were, oh, the right? Yes, it came out on Wednesday, <laughs> right? I, I don't think yeah. any of these kids that play high school hockey right now know what the sticks are. No, no. So, <laughs> why, why, why are there hockey sticks in the library? And, and... <laughs> yeah, so, so that part's silly. But I, I'm, I'll, I'll say this: this is the last little bit on this on this topic, and I don't want to get too harsh, but. Let's be realistic here. This is a great opportunity for the high school league to control the message, right? They get to control the message because now they have, COVID gives them the ability to only let the very few in, the select few, the few, the proud, the Marines in, and, and leave some of you, you know, people like us outside. And it's a great opportunity for them to do so. I'm yeah, just say it'll be that. really reality interesting it, you know? to see. It'd be really interesting to see what they do next year, and if they use this as as a yeah, to it worked better last year. We're gonna just over. keep it that way, yeah. you know. It, yeah, it's a sense it's censorship, and and if it does happen next year, trust me, I won't be as polite as I am right now. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, me either. Well, <laughs> okay, y'all. Do you want to move on to some um? Actual hockey talk yes, and talk absolutely. about the hockey game. Absolutely. Okay. So let's go through section by section with um, the state birth that happened last week. Um, starting in Class A, Dodge County gets to the state tournament on a 4-3 to three win over Mankato West, which West was pressing yes. at the end of this game. 
Yes. Yeah, I think this was kind of a red flag game for Dodge County. You know, I thought I think we all kind of thought, thought they would waltz through this one, but they did not. Yeah, and they scored like in the first minute too. You're like, here we go, here comes the route, yep. and it never turned into a route. So credit yeah, to, to credit me, to it, was, West. it was pretty surprising. You know, like I now I wrote Mankato West off because they really didn't have any legitimate wins. Correct. This was a pretty Good way to end their season, I would say. Uh, check that one off. Uh, just as a heads up, I don't know if you saw the the video. The boys from Dodge County are going bleach. So, just oh no, yes, oh no. And so far to date, in our 11, 10, 11 teams that we've done, they are the winners, and it's not even close with some of their responses. Excellent. It's not even close. And I said, "Thank you, boys. You just made the tournament." You know. They're good. They were good responses. Like, whoa, did he just say that kind of stuff? You know. So, um, if you if you watch any of the videos on YouTube, watch those too because they are they're splendid. I'll just say that. Excellent. All right, two A. Um, move, moving on to two A, Delno with a five to one win over Breck. Big statement game for them, and yeah, I mean their season has gone one eighty. Yeah, yeah. I was compiling things for my little profiles earlier today. They're they're ten zero and one in their last eleven. They are really That's coming nice. in on fire. That's nice. And yeah. and as Delano goes, so does my DMs. So do my DMs. Holy smokes! <laughs> Thank you. I'm getting girls from Delano High School chirping me now in my DMs. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. I love Instagram. <laughs> Instagram is my new favorite thing to go to. I'm like, all right, Instagram's awesome. Yeah. All right, Brittany from Delano sends me a DM. Thank you. And delete. I'm not. No, no. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Um, Litchfield Dasso Cocado, the Dragons with a four to three. Win over Hutch in the Section Three final, and this was behind. A, this was a really good game. Hutch was, let me tell you, they were completely outplaying Lich. I thought in this game, um, but never really could, you know, get over the hump. And I, the announcers for this game were literally. I thought I was watching a sitcom. I, it was so funny. I'm like, I'm like, Todd, come here. You got to listen to this, guys. They were like, that's such a terrible call. These refs have been terrible all night. And like, they weren't calling the game. There was like two, the two guys from the Muppets commenting about the game. Do you know what I mean? Yep. That guy's wearing a green jacket here. Yeah. It was so funny. They were not brought, clearly not broadcasters. They were not, you know, who's got the puck and who's not. There was no who has the puck. It was just like, oh, come on, come on. There was a lot of, come on, come on, move it, go. There was a lot of that. Two guys on the railing. Yes, two guys on the railing (laughs) with microphones in their mouth, you know, right in their mouth, you know. It was hilarious. But, uh, yeah, give credit to them. Uh, their goaltender was good. Uh, Holloman was good. Um, and a kid named Logan Benson had a hat trick in that one. So it was a good game. Good job, Lich. Meeting those guys tomorrow. Uh, in a game that we thought we would be closer, Gentry <laughs> Academy in the 4A final, Mata Midai 7-4. What's this one? 4-1. to one. I, I turned it. I paid for it. Yeah. And I moved leave, on. Leave, <laughs> leave. It was yeah. over. 
And it just tells you, I keep telling people, these guys are a top five double A team quality. That's how good mm-hmm. they are. And 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 that's how it's going to take Hermantown's the only one who can beat these guys. I mean, if East Grand's listening, oh, yeah. sorry. No chance. Don't blow all your predictions yet. Tony. I won't. I won't. They just yeah. not good it's enough. Like another little tidbit, uh, you know, Lee, who runs Page Stout, you know, it hasn't been publishing rankings this, this year, but he has been running it, you know, kind of quietly and he'll let a few notes slip out. And Gentry is number one in the state in Page Stout. In the, the all class? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yep. For sure. For sure. Yeah. In, in something because like that. Goals again. Yeah. Yeah. Winning percentage. <laughs> I mean, I run a, I run a, uh, a, a, I have a, is, I have it, a it formula. It's a blowout either. Yeah. I know. Like it throws out all the blowouts. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yep, they're number one. Uh, so which tells me they are truly a top five team. Which, if you could make an argument with Zam Plant and the numbers they're putting up, so is Hermantown. I mean, they they beat legit. They beat Rapids. You know, when when Zam was healthy. Yeah, so they're a top five yeah. team too. Uh, moving on to talk about five A, mm. uh, Northern Lakes beats Monticello. I was watching this game for a little bit, and then Northern Lakes took away with it in a 6-3 to win um, over the Moose. And first time to the state tournament, Northern Lakes. I, anytime we get a first-timer like Dodge County and Northern Lakes, you should see these guys. They are so jacked. It's so fun to watch, you know, so fun to watch. I remember a couple of years ago, Tony, when we were doing the interviews and Minnesota River came, and the <laughs> kid was so nervous because it was like, I don't know what to do. This is my first time. <laughs> and so that was pretty funny. Yeah. Anyway, Tony. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just answering texts, I guess, yes. during the podcast. Yeah, here. yeah. I just got a letter from uh, Paul Allen. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be like Danny. I'm gonna be on K Fan this week, talking about the state high school hockey tournament. That was just the text I got. So, so I wouldn't oh, stop nice. our podcast, but I'm like, who? <laughs> Who? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh, Sorry. A little bit delay cool. there. We just got big time calls. You did just get big, big time. time. I, I now know what it feels it. like to big time somebody. I just did it. It was cool. <laughs> Tony, you do it all the time. No, I don't. Stop. I would never. I would never. All right. So are we Are we on 6A? Because I was back at PA there for a minute there. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, Carl, did you, you have on. anything? Um, did you have anything about Northern Lakes before I skip the six A? Not really. I watched a little bit of the final two. It was hard because there was no commentary, but uh, really enjoyed that that mystery feed on Monticello again. Yeah, and the camera felt like it was in a seismic zone. Just kept <laughs> moving. Yeah, <laughs> Monticello was done for its earthquake. Oh, maybe it's a new yeah. place, I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay, 6A, this was the final to watch. Um, yeah. We all watched it here. Mm-hmm. Double overtime Ugh. win for Little Falls Ugh. over Fergus Falls, 2-1. to one. Get the best ready. We're going to Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. But it's like, <laughs> Jamie or James just let us it's, know. James is the announcer. Know. James is the announcer. Jamie, who's from Wadena, and he drives an hour to every game, for wow. every home oh, game. Awesome. 
I can't oh, wait oh, to meet oh. this guy. Like literally, he's those two guys are like on my bucket list to meet in the next 365 days. I gotta meet these guys. They're so dang good. And that well, goal they call, are. like, yeah. Well, first the goal call was amazing, but like I'm watching the semifinal game and I'm like Miranda. Within a minute, they just told me who the second assist was here. Yes. How yes. are they doing this? Yes. It's amazing. I, I, I watch games all the time, and I'm like, I can never. I'm like, well, who scored? I don't even know. The, goal, the announcer just blows by that. He's so focused on the, what the next face off and all. I'm like, tell me who scored. Tell me who scored. Yes. I'm trying to tweet off in of this yes. game, and I can't tell you because you didn't tell me. And then I'm, I'm always, like, sticking my wife laughs. She goes, Debbie's like, why do you smash your ear up to the computer? I'm like, so I can hear the PA announcer over the stupid <laughs> announcers telling me about the face-off. I'm like, I just want to know who scored the goal, right? Sorry. It's a rant, mini rant there. Oh. Yeah, but I, I do want to know who, who who won the Pizza Ranch power play. I don't know, but that yeah. phone, those phones have been lit up. Caller number two. Caller number two. Three two zero six three zero nine three nine four. Can we love that. talk about the game? Yeah, I want to. I want to just throw one thing out there: the Michael Debrito injury really, really hurt. Fergus Falls in that game. Fergus, he yeah. left in the end of the, yeah. the end of the second or end of the first, I think it was. You know, he adds first, he's second. a really dynamic player. Now I've seen him play two and a half game or one and a half games. He's a dynamic player. They're leading scorer. And, you know, he would have made a difference. I'm not saying that he would have won the game, but he adds a lot of offensive punch for the Otters. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a KG kind of back and forth kind of game. You know, neither team was particularly explosive and they haven't been all year. So that wasn't surprising, but it's just like when, how is someone finally going to score? <laughs> you know, yeah. like they can just go on and on forever. I know. I and know. it was a good goal that did it too. Yeah. yeah. Slapper for the point by George. They did it. Um, George Moore. So, so it does sound like that t- uh, coach Couture is going to step down after the season. And, mm-hmm. um, oh, I'm you, sorry, you weren't listening just, to the post game. No, I didn't. I had a million other things cooking. You know, I'd, I'd yeah. I'm like a short order cook during those nights. I'm like doing a million different things. All the different. Every one of those nights ended. Nine teams qualified after the first night. And seven. I'm trying to get kids into the office for uh, for interviews and or schedule interviews out state. So I didn't really have time to listen to it. I wish I would have. That would have been great. For me, I just thought that was a cool section final, too, because you have Donahue that had been at Fergus now for 17 17. years, and Couture, Couture who's been there for 27. So, I mean, these are two coaches that know each other extremely well. I thought it was just a – it's a cool win for – Coach Couture in yeah. my book. So, yeah, I really yeah. like that. He was choking up in the post game interview, and you understand why. You know, he's promoted mm-hmm. half of his life, if not more, to little yeah. ball hockey. And there was another there was... win your final section game at home. Yeah, with your with your kid as the goalie. That's that's perfect. Yeah, I thought it was a there was there was a hot take out there. I don't know where it was somewhere on Twitter. Um, and you know you can get good news about you, uh, high school hockey on Twitter, by the way, not just the newspapers. Really? Um, yeah, I don't think so. Will Kunka, <laughs> the starter, who I've known Will since he was about eight years old, eight or nine. Um, 
Will Kunkka um, is a starter at Moorhead, and he won a section final. His dad's assistant coach, Tony, at Moorhead. And then, obviously, Kucher was the win- coach at, at Little Falls, and his son, Dane, was in the net. You know, can you imagine coaching a section final and your kid's the goalie? That's kind of oh. just nightmarish, right? Oh. Yeah, well, you don't want to stand next to a goalie dad in a regular season game, no. let alone a section final. No, oh. I know, I know. So hats off to both those guys, both those Tonys. I like Tonys, by the way. They're good guys. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on to 7A. Hermitown okay, let's go, to, let's go to 8A. Denver. Let's go to 8A. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. In another double overtime in 8A, um, East Grand Forks beats War Road 5-4. And, uh, again, we were, like, all watching split screens on the eight, too. <laughs> can, I just interject, I, I can I just interject really yep. quick? Danny's like a spoiled child, if you guys don't know him well enough. He's like, I really wish this little Falls game would get over so I can watch this game. Remember that, Carl? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I never, I'll be I sure to let them that. know. Yes, you did. Yes, the you did. Like, Carl. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Like, who do you really do you ask? Do you? You're a typical guy that gets his cell phone paid by his parents still, right? <laughs> okay. We're moving on. <laughs> we'll talk about the game a little it. bit. <laughs> we'll talk about the game a little bit. It was pretty exciting, you know. Yeah, I thought it was really exciting. Um, and it, it, Shagape was all over Come the back. ice. It was hard to, mm-hmm. yeah, it it was hard to tell the East Grand Force players because the green, yeah. the oh, black jerseys were green awful. outline oh, of so black bad. numbers. So so bad. Awful. Awful. Well, I can't we're not, wait. We're not, we're not letting you get one of those. That's Danny. not a jersey I'm going to allow you to get, even though I got, already got you a green wave old, you know, a green jersey. Um, I like my Greenway jersey. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a statement about East Grand that I learned while watching that game, which I thought was like, wow. Every game this year, all 21 or whatever games they played, including the ones against North Dakota, they've had 40 or more shots on goal. Did you guys hear yeah. that? I, I like, heard that. Yeah. What? I was like, is that right? Yeah. That's yeah. Staggering stats. I mean, they played Moorhead and Roseau and like. Yes. Pretty good team. Yeah, yeah. So I thought if you hadn't watched that and you didn't hear that, I thought that's a good little nugget for the for the podcast listeners. Yeah. I I think this team's gonna be a tough out too. Yeah, uh, I just don't think they got enough to get to Gentry. They're gonna win their first game. Well, I just don't think they will. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about it later. Yep. Um okay, let's move to class two A now in section one double A Lakeville South wins seven to three with an empty netter over Lakeville North. Yeah, the Panthers uh, had a little bit of life. For, they had a little life in this yeah, game. Stuck around. They stuck around. Yeah. But then Lakeville South just, you know, thankfully took it over. Um, so okay. we're going to see the, the. Well, I say thankfully because I. Standing it, snob it, again. No. Yeah, me being a snob, <laughs> wanting the you know good team that's not going to get running time. That state, I, yep. that's you know my snobbish nature coming out, but you I know, think that's important. You know, there are times when we as a, as a texturing or even as reporters are somewhat leaning for 
certain teams to make the tournament because we want the tournament to be special for us. And we've talked about this on the show several times. It's not that we didn't want Andover in the tournament, but, you know, seeing that Rapids jersey because we know Rapids and Rozo, we want them in the tournament because we know that what's – I know from a youth, you know, observer that there's not a lot behind it. This is their year, and we're, we're not going to see Rapids for quite some time, I don't think, because of what's, you know, back backing up them in the youth. Yeah, so that that's that's the only reason why I'm saying yep, that. I'm with you. Um, I'm agreeing. Um, anybody have anything else to note on the one double A final? Nope, nope. I met no. I met Cam Baki, um, and off air I asked him. Maybe even on the air I asked him. I go, "Did you think you'd ever be a Mister Hockey finalist last September?" He goes, "No, no idea. It just I grew a lot in the last <laughs> year and." I really started to gain a lot of confidence in the Elite League. I scored a lot of points in the second half of the Elite League, and I knew I was going to have a great senior year. And I was like, wow, that's such a fun answer to hear. Cool. Um, yeah. And I also wanted to be noted that I pronounced Kivialmi correctly, or at least well enough that Yanni didn't correct me. Good for you. No yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, that was a personal accomplishment. Let's put it that way. Um, moving on to the two double A in overtime, Eden Prairie beats Minnetonka four to three. Is this an eye popper to you guys like me? Yes. It was really eye popping okay. when it was three to one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <True>. that too. <laughs> True. And we can I mean, talk about the, the, the tournament rankings and, how this kind of plays into effect, but Carl, take it from there without going on that. They did tie, you know, a week, what, two weeks ago. So, you know, the warning signs were there. Minnetonka, I think they know Eden Prairie very well. I think they've been, they've been scouting them all year. They've been planning for this game and that's a possibility all year. So, um, so credit to Minnetonka staff for, I I think, having the right approach. I think so too. Um, I mean, this is the yeah. old familiarity thing. You know, we played you mm-hmm. for how many years we know. Um, I thought, and I talked to Drew Holt about this during his interview session with us. I asked him, I go, I thought they looked gassed. I thought that first line looked gassed and they just, they're out there for too long. And in that overtime, I'm like, man, they are really vulnerable right now to get beat by Tonka. Mm-hmm. And guess who scores the goal? Second sure. line. And that no, second line, line yep. That second line or third, I'm not sure, depending on how you shake it, that shift they scored on was a, an amazing shift. I mean, they had mm-hmm. four or five other hold-ins on that play, and they finally got the puck in the net. Credit to those guys for, for winning the game for the team. Yeah, I and I think as we look to the state tournament, that, that second, third line is going to have to speak loudly for them, too, if they're going to – Make yep. their way into the tournament deeper. Yeah, I don't make, think, make or break you, Keith. I don't think it's the yep. first time on our show we've said we think Lee Smith rides his first line too much. Have we? We've said this right, probably ten oh, to twenty yeah. times, right? I, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So it's not news. It's not like, oh, Tony and Carl and Danny said you ride your first line too much. I'm like, this is not news. You know, we've said I mean, this many I, times. I would ride my no. first line a lot, too, if I had Kyle Rowe and Casey Middlestaff and so-and-so <laughs> down the line. <laughs> we did it this. We did it a couple weeks ago. Danny, one, one, one. Remember one, one, <laughs> one. Oh, wait, two. Um, <laughs> first line power play was one. 
man. I was telling yeah. you guys on the text it, string this week about Teddy Townsend and, and Connor Crowley from, from their Bantam team. I'm like, I saw a whole bunch of one, future one, one, one. one. They're so good. <laughs> one, one. Oh, this Teddy Townsend is Casey Middlestab without all the fanfare. I mean, this little, you know, he is electric. He's he would have helped that Zolfo, team. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. Big time. <laughs> At least yeah, he, stopped Zimmerman. he would have really helped. He would have really <laughs> helped that team, this team this year. I mean, he would have been there. He would have been there, one of their top three forwards. He would have been the first line. He's that good. He's so fast. So fast. I haven't seen anything like it in a long so, time. And here's the thing with Eden Prairie riding their first line is it doesn't affect them. They do this a lot, and there's there's success to it. The team adapts to it, and it works. And so some teams can't make it work. EP is an exception to that in yep. my book. Yep. All right. Um, um, okay. Three double A. St. Thomas Academy rolls six to one over Rosemount, and it wasn't even close. They scored right yeah. off the get go. Yeah, this wasn't one of my games when we were at Command Central, so I, I can't comment that at all. Other than it was yeah. getting away really early, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm not gonna yeah. keep an eye on it. I, I had it on, I, but the, the audio went off on that one very quickly. <laughs> right. Yeah, I right. don't think Zach, Zach, and I never had the audio on this one, but we had it on for a while, and then it just it it blew out, and it blew out yeah. quickly. Yeah, never close. Which hats off to St. Thomas. I thought this game would be a lot closer, to be honest. But yeah, I had that uh, might be the St. Thomas person in me. I was having Jefferson St. Thomas flashbacks to Ritter when the scores kept coming up. I'm like, oh, I've been there. Well, that, hey, Rosemont, been in those shoes before, you know. That's what I felt like. Um, and another blowout one, four double A Hill Murray wins five to nothing over White Bear Lake. Zach turned this off, I think, after the third goal. Yeah. <laughs> so this yeah, it's, one, it's, it, it was over. It's the magic number. Yeah. When they got to three, it was over. Kind of like you said, when, when Matamini was down 4-1, it was like, eh, leave leave this Zoom call. You know, it's over. Yep. <laughs> I feel like he'll break well, we were praying. You know, they, they're, they yeah. start out really slowly, slowly get going. But once they're going, you're not stopping them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and Tony, you and I were talking about this earlier tonight. There gets to a point in like playoff hockey where you start adding up what it needs to be done to win the game. Like, okay, is White Bear Lake going to score four goals in this game? No, nope. no, nope. okay. They want to score two. So we can turn exactly. And so, like, once it gets to a certain point, it's mathematically it's mathematically impossible, right? You exactly. Think about it. Exactly. I had a fun interview with Jared Jensen. Um, he he. Just as a tease, he had another Lechnerism that was golden, Ooh. very golden. So Ooh. another one you definitely want to watch. Um, he he was pretty straight laced kid, but his his answers were magical. But he just delivered it with a dry delivery on every one of them. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um. Okay. Moving on to. Five double A, another blowout here. Uh, Maple Grove seven nothing over Centennial. 
I mean, that's as cookie-cutter as it gets. We thought that was going to happen. Again, not one of my games, but according to a few people, they scored on the first shift. I was like, oh, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. That's just it. It's done. I didn't watch this one either, but uh, I, I did appreciate that the Centennial Twitter just put out a, a picture of a dumpster fire you know, yeah. late in this game. <laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> I retweeted it. I had to. Like they've had so yeah. many good gifts. They've had so many good ones when it comes to the to Maple Grove. It's like, yep, we're not as good. Sorry. Um, did Did any of you guys see American International College Twitter handle yesterday? No, no. Um, so, so look this up. It, like they're tweeting during the North Dakota game. Yeah, and they're just getting stopped, and they're like. Please send us pictures of dogs. <laughs> and then started retweeting pictures of dogs. <laughs> and then, like, they were like, shut out, shut out, shut out, shut out, shut out. Does this ruin it for you? Shut out, shut out, shut out. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to, like, score. It was, it was just cute. I followed them because of it. It was like, oh, I like this Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah, that's good. They got a good little program. Eric Otto plays for them. From from Burnsville, yeah, yeah, they do have. Um, I swear they have another Minnesotan, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, the kid from um, Eden Prairie. I think, the, I think yeah. the Eden Prairie kid, um, Hunter Johannes. I think yeah, Hunter Johannes. Yeah. Johannes. Yeah. Speaking yeah, of that's which, what I thought. we're sneaking into six double A before we get to talking about it. Edina. Uh, I wouldn't call him a grad. He died a former Dinah player. Garrett Waite punched his ticket to the Final Four, to the Frozen Four today with UMass. How's that? Yeah. One yeah. Of, yeah. When he was at the yeah. U and worked the camp, super nice kid. Funny, nice kid. So happy for Garrett. Um, okay, so let's uh, sneak our way into 6AA. Um, Wyzetta 3-2 over Benilde final. Um, so should we tell the story? Carl, I don't think I've told the story to Tony yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Oh. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we'll keep um, yeah. names anonymous. Protect, yeah. Technical reputations here. Can I guess yeah. the names on the um, air or do I have to wait until after the show? Well, um, you. it's a prominent parent, okay? Okay. All right. All right. So, good. Good. so we, we got a text from – I got a text from – this person that they were going to try to get into the game. Okay. Is it an and alum? Like, Is it a uh, pa- parent of an alum? A state champion alum? Yeah. It's a parent. It's a parent. Oh, we won't go further than that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, can he punt? Can he, if he, okay. if I gave a football, could he punt it? I bet so. I just haven't, you know, I have maybe a few, a, a few yards at least. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so, so then I get a text that says, I'm going to get into the game. And I was like, well, how are, how are you going to do this? And he, he told me he was going to sneak in to on the back door and then go into one of the rink B's locker room. Yep. Okay. Hang out. And lock himself in. Yep. <laughs> until the puck dropped. Yep. And so he got there about an hour beforehand, locked himself in. And snuck out once the puck dropped through yep. the Zamboni doors. Danny and I just get a picture of an empty locker room. 
I, I said, send me a picture of the live, of the game or the jail cell, and we got a picture of the game. Well, it's well no, he didn't because his phone died. When, oh, when, yeah, that's true. When I had <laughs> when I had Gavin O'Connell in for his interview this week, I said, we were, I was talking about the crowd, and he goes, and literally his eyes lit up like saucers. He goes, oh, oh there was... Full full student section, full schools. I'm like, well, how are they getting? He goes, well, they might have pushed a door or two in, and they were doing some hand stamping, you know, some illegal hand stamping. They bought out legal <laughs> hand stamps of what the game was. So it was oh, a packed good. According to Gavin, he goes, it was pretty much a packed house, and they did nothing about it. Again, I don't care. Well, I'm happy for these kids. I'm happy for these fans. I'm happy for the guy in the locker room, oh. for that matter. <laughs> um, speaking of that, when I was talking to Coach Manny on Wednesday after their game, he's like, well, actually, it was really exciting playing up in at IRA yeah. because apparently they don't know how to count up there. Where seven. <laughs> it's so funny. It's funny to say this. When, when Shifsky was here, we were talking, he goes, the crowd there was just so loud it was just packed there i'm like well when i was looking at the camera he goes oh no they put them all right behind the camera mm-hmm. they strategically <laughs> put them behind the camera <laughs> i love it i love it you know that's called fairy ranger or not quite ranger oh you no know. uh, well okay let's stick to six for a right. little bit all kidding aside why that a score is on the first shift and I think this was the difference maker. They didn't look back. Right. Yeah, a little wobble at the end, but they were in pretty firm control most of the way through this one. It's a very impressive showing. Yeah, because I didn't watch the game, so I asked Gavin, and he goes, yeah, they made it 3-2. I go, and then I go, then you put it into lockdown, didn't he? He goes, yeah, they, nothing much <laughs> after that. We just locked her in, and it was over. And it, that was apparently <laughs> the case, right? They didn't have any – the didn't have a bunch nope. of glorious chances at the end. No, okay. So, moving on to the seven double A, like we already said, it was a packed house over in IRA. <laughs> Rapids loses three to two to Andover. This game was close all the way down to the wire. And in the last two minutes, Jack Peart takes a two minute <laughs> minor penalty. And it was, I watched it, it was a penalty. Yeah. It was a penalty, yeah. But there were a yeah. lot of other stuff that wasn't called. Mm-hmm. So I will, I will, I don't, I don't exactly. think anybody yeah. with an objective mind would say that wasn't a penalty. Um, they had to call right. it right, but there were other calls mm-hmm. against Jack. There are other calls, you know, in the previous three or four minutes that did not get called, and that's the frustration that they had. On the right. other hand. You know, you got to score more than two goals to win a section championship. Even yeah. If you're oh, Rapids, yeah. Grand, right? Grand Rapids lost this game in the first period when they had three power plays yep. and they didn't score. And this is a team that, you know, we know that they weren't a big dynamic offense. They need to cash in when they have chances. Yep. They didn't. And then Garrett Chisky did. Yeah. He had a great game. Yep. Even though he got thrown in the box yep. later, him, he was great. <laughs> and a, a super nice kid. Funny. We had, he had some, we had some good laughs with him too. So I'm excited well, to see that. I just want to. I want to state one thing for Garrett Shipsky. He has, I believe, 59 points now, or north of 56, yep. I want to say. And, it, I mean, he is having a whale of a year. It's incredible what he's doing. So, and for, hats off to him. Yeah. And, for, and, and for those that are, 
you know, out there might be worried that Garrett's being snubbed. He doesn't feel snubbed at all. He's the most comfortable kid in his skin that I've talked to out of the ones that I met. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go to Lone Star. I'm playing the N.A. Um, I had a great camp with Waterloo last year. I'm invited to their camp. They've, they've, they've said I'm locked in for next year to play in their top three lines. He, he's going to play in the USHL next year. He's going to get a scholarship. So anybody who's worried, like, he's uncommitted, I'm like, do not worry. Garrett Shivsky will be playing college hockey at a really good school someday. So it was fun to talk to him about just kind of his whole process. And he didn't seem like he was in any hurry uh, to, to commit to a school or make the right decision. He did say, I, if you could pick anywhere, where, where did you go? He goes, oh, North Dakota for sure. So it's kind of interesting. <laughs> So, yeah. and, you know, and let's talk uh, just a little bit because this isn't talking about the future of the tournament, but let's talk about the future of 7AA um, and or yeah. just FYI <laughs> is good in Bantams. They're good in they went to PBAA and Bantam AA State. Uh, they're in the state tournament. They got a good sophomore class with with um, Cooper Conway and um, Gavin Thorson. They got a really good group there. Um they're the best team in seven double A, without doubt, and and maybe a little hope with East's class, but Rapids isn't there. Could this be the beginning of the end for Northeastern Minnesota double A hockey? I mean, it's it's a possibility. Yeah, we'll see what happens with this East group. You know, that's just kind of freshman sophomores. They were strong as peewees, and you can't really judge East by Bantams. No, but. Um, no, you can't. Yeah, it's, and we'll also see just what happens with section shakeouts too in the future too. Yeah, the sections are going to change. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, a a Facebook account in Duluth right now that's that was alive no, for isn't. eleven years. <laughs> they had a Facebook account for Duluth East Hockey, and Carl, it got taken down after a, the guy who runs it puts a post up at 2.07 a.m. with Mike Randolph's picture <laughs> blotted out. And then, of course, yeah. there was there was reverb by four or five hours later, and it was literally the account was deleted. Uh, deleted! I mean, this account, because I saw that. This account, let's give the... Let's give the curator of this account a little bit of credit here. 11 years and the statistics, the photos, the heritage of the program was all on this page. And for one bad post, it was deleted from Facebook, either by the owner or by Facebook. It was that bad of a post. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was bad. Um, and I, I think we can probably save our Duluth East breakdown for like the season finale yeah, show probably it's, it's worthy yeah. it was it was a newsworthy thing it was, it was yeah. omitted from the news today but i figured okay here's my one opportunity to no. throw it out there <laughs> sorry carl no no it's, it's, it's news yep it's news. there's a lot of news here so we'll get to that eight yeah, double a let's, let's save that for later eight double a mm. um gotta find the score on the board oh it was this day, yes. Okay. Five Moorhead two, five to two, one five over one. Rozo. God. Yeah, five to one yeah. over Rozo. I was watching this one kind of from the start because they were a six o'clock yeah. start. Yeah. And they then it was just one for not turning up seven. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um for for once, but I mean Rozo just 
they needed to score, and they just did not take advantage of their opportunities there. And Moorhead's goals were really, really good. Tuttle didn't have a chance on a lot of them. No. no yeah, they were, it, they were the better team. Yeah, I think yeah. You know, it was kind of even for a little while. And, yeah, like Danny said, Moorhead scored, and Rosa didn't, and then the wheels just came off at the end. Yeah. And, and that's kind of to be expected in a session final is the wheels when you – you see smoke in the cockpit. Sometimes you, the plane goes quicker to the ground in a <laughs> section final, and that's what happened here. So, yeah. But Moorhead looks looked good. They looked pesky, and maybe they can make some damage at the tournament. They could. So they could. They could. Uh, that that's what I got scores Tony that is a wrap on this episode um, we want to talk a little bit about the red and black league before we get into our interview with Martin Raymond red and black league is a great league and they've been a great supporter of our programming um, if you're interested in getting some off-season hockey whether it's uh, in the spring or the fall uh, go to red and black leagues.com a great le- level of hockey for uh, junior varsity varsity players kids that play junior gold uh, if you're interested in just playing some good hockey and meeting some new kids or, or playing with your buddies, sign up as a group and check out redandblackleagues.com. Martin Raymond is the head coach for Winona, Winona Cotter's new high school program. Martin was a great player in his day, playing both college and minor pro in the U.S. and Europe. Um, he's the longtime coach at almost every level of hockey. And welcome to the show, Martin Raymond. How you doing today, Marty? I'm doing very good. Yourself? I'm doing great. Thanks uh, for joining us today. I'm excited to uh, learn more about you and learn more about uh, Winona Cotter hockey. I grew up a basketball, youth basketball fan, and Cotter was a force in the 70s and 80s in basketball. Now we're going to have a force in hockey. Is that right? Well, we sure hope so. It's going to, obviously, it's going to take a little time, but we're, we're, that's what we're, that's our, not only a dream, but that's what we're hoping to accomplish. Well, before we talk a little bit about the team, let's talk about who you are, um, where you're from, and, and all that fun stuff. You you have a ton of, uh, as a hockey guy, you have a ton of experience uh, here in Minnesota coaching camps. Uh, you went to UW-River Falls. Where, where are you from, and, and, and how did you grow up and uh, learn to love the game? In Quebec City called uh, Drummondville, home of uh, Marcel Dion and Yvonne Lambert and uh, Hal Hayward and a uh, small city, about 50,000, but hockey was always a big deal. And, uh, you know, moving on, playing hockey and, you know, just playing, you know, passion as everybody does in Canada is, you know, playing inside, outside and organized hockey. And, and then, uh, you know, then uh, went to school in the U.S. And uh, from that point on, uh, uh, went to camp in uh, Winnipeg in 1987, was probably, you know, unbelievable experience that's when you realize that everybody else is very good and better than you are most of the time so yeah that's why you, when you when you when you play the game and you're good you got to keep staying humble and get better um no nah, so that was uh good and i you know played played a lot of my hockey uh in europe played in sweden and in uh, Björklinge and Uppsala and division one and elite and played in played in france and the uh, player coach and uh, yeah, it was uh, lots of experience, many different countries playing, and uh, that's, uh, that's where we stand. How did you get involved in coaching? 
Like, it's not like something. Is it was it an easy transition, or uh, is there is there a good story behind that? Well, I I didn't want to coach. I just wanted to play. And then next thing you know, we uh, end up uh, going back to France and a place called Sergi Pontoise, which is just a suburb of Paris. And uh, the team was in the third division, and they wanted to go up. So I signed, and they said, we need players, and we can't afford to get too many. So I said, all right, I'll be a player coach. So I, uh, we won, uh, you know, we won the, the championship and uh, you know, played and went to the second division, and I went to the first division in two years. And, and I got the, got, you know, got the, the bit of the bug for coaching. And it was great. And, uh, and then uh, I said, hey, I'm going to try my luck at coaching. And, and uh, then I, I got a gig in, in the States. My first gig was on a startup team. And from that point on, that's kind of what I stuck with. Usually when people get a bug, it lasts for like a week or so. This bug has lasted for 20 or 30 years. Um, and, and a lot of it's been spent here in Minnesota. You you coached uh, the peak performance camps down in Winona, so you, you know Winona well. You've coached with uh, Steve Jensen up in Deerwood. Walk through your experience with Minnesota. What do you know about us great people so, here? So, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of great people. I remember uh, I got introduced to uh, – Steve Jensen and Deerwood, uh, you know, was in Europe and, and I came back. And Bob Monkrose is the guy that says, Marty, you should come and work here. It's a great place. So I went to went to Deerwood, Minnesota, and, and I think for six, maybe five, six, seven years, I, every summer I'd come back and go there. And then uh, Bob Monkrose uh, had a startup uh, hockey school in Winona, Minnesota. I knew nothing about it. He said, Marty, you want to come here? And I think I stayed there till you know from from day one to the last. Uh, I don't think I missed only one summer uh, for 15 years or something. So nonstop till till the end in 2013. I think it was his last year of, of uh, organized hockey school. So yeah, it's a great experience, and I enjoyed Winona. And every summer I spent between four and seven weeks. So that's how I uh, got involved in the Minnesota style hockey and Minnesota uh, livelihood. Uh, so I know a few of the cast of characters that uh, that were involved, w- including Bob. Uh, but you know, Pete Carlson was involved with Bob. I think Pete the Carlson, uh, yep, yep, I think yep. the the Gibsons, uh, Pilar and Todd, were involved down there with Peak Performance as well. Uh, yes, we had, uh, Todd Gibson, yeah. I'm sure. Did you ever have? I think you had uh, Gibson on a team too. Is he a teammate of yours or a player? Right. So first, I, 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 you know, I met uh, as he's named uh, his nickname Gibby. Um, you know, Todd. Todd uh, played the. We had Thursday night staff games at the uh, uh, both plays with Jensen with the uh, with uh, uh, peak performance. Huge thing, the microphone, and it was competitive. We had some great players. We had uh, guys who played University of Minnesota come there, and we had uh, Steve. Uh, you know, Steve Jensen, uh, not Steve Jensen. The uh, Tom Young hands would come and play and. I mean, we got tons of great players. It was competitive. And I always end up playing with Gibby and play on defense. And uh, I have to play extra hard. That's why I stay in shape because Gibby would wait on the far blue line for a pass. And then you give him a perfect pass, and then you would just take a slapper and a glass. So there we go again, three-on-one backer side. So that's that's my experience with Gibby. <laughs> Somehow I'm not surprised that he was floating. I'm not surprised. He had a big slap shot, but it uh, wasn't very accurate. Well, once in a while he would hit the target and celebrate. And by the time he finished celebrating, it would be in Arizona, right? But <laughs> that's another story. And then but, he uh, marries Pilar, who is probably the best counselor at the camp every year, I'm sure. Top of the, yeah, Pilar was a phenomenal girl. And, 
you know, he got lucky because in life, you know, we all have scales, you know, and she's, she's, a, she's a 10 and, and Gibby's below that scale. So he got lucky. So. He's about a four, I would say. Uh, you know, yeah, being generous. Maybe, uh, you know, I'll give him four and a half. But, um, you know, he's a good man and, and so is Pilar and, and uh, good Minnesota people, uh, you know, good with their kids, good with hockey. Uh, really, people that give a lot to the sport of hockey and they do it for, for because they love it, not because they, they want to be known or because of the money. And, and he played for me a little bit. I brought him in uh, in Tucson in a startup team where we're not very good there, but it was a good experience for him. And um, and I think it, uh, you know, it's, it, he's been part of my life, this Mr. Gibson. But I haven't seen him for years. Apparently, he's changed a lot. So Yeah, yeah, I'm not, sure he not, has. Uh, he's still the same uh, mentally, but understanding he is uh, not in the same svelte shape he was. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, uh, not. I haven't seen him, so I will not comment. All right. So let's go through your coaching career. I mean, this is you you coached in the West Coast Hockey League um, for at least 10, 12 years. And then you went on to Europe and coached in Austria and Italy. And pretty much you've seen the whole world uh, and, and the game of hockey's brought you there. Yeah, I got lucky. So it started with the West Coast and then it ended up being the East Coast Hockey League. And yep. then I. I went to uh, Austria. Uh, actually, the, the Austrian league team was in uh, in Croatia, Zagreb. So I, I stayed there two years, and then I, in the same league, in the Austrian hockey league, we played. I coached in um, uh, Sekas Ferivar, which is in Hungary, which is part of that league. And then I went to Italy the following year. So, um, yeah, so lots lots of countries, lots of experience, and you know, um, it was uh, not only enjoyable, but uh, culturally, it's big thing to be able to go to a different thing. And, and and I forgot to mention something, but Bob Montrose and I, yeah. uh, that was one of our first experience. We decided to go in Australia and play there. Uh, I think it was uh, it, the, it, over there. The season was in the summer. Right. Uh, and so I was in Sweden and I went with him. I believe we went oh, probably in the mid eighties, just a little bit, 86, maybe 85. But it was a long time ago. We went to Australia, played for a team in Canberra, and uh, that was quite an experience as well. Was he so, was Matros uh, in the net? Yeah, Matros was in the net. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, we went to Australia, Can- Canberra, Australia. So really, uh, and you play against the you know team in I think Nairbeen and Perth and all over the place. And, That's pretty. And cool. It was a good experience. Yeah, it was pretty cool. You're a globetrotter. Um, so. I'd like to you explain. We talked a little bit before we uh, started the show. I'd like to explain to you why, why not just Winona Cotter, but why Minnesota? Why did you come back? What was so attractive about about coming back to Minnesota? So, and believe me, it's nothing. I mean, I love coaching, but it's not because I want to coach a high school team. And, that, and again, that's not the meaning. We have great coaches. Right. It's just because. You know, life was. I was in California, and uh, we were looking for schools for um, for my son, who was going to be a high schooler not next year, but the following year. So we came and visit a guy named Don Cana, who was also a peak performance and coach of the State Mary's club team, and really good guy. Called me and he said, "If you're looking for a school that's going to have a hockey program, and you put your kid in, come and come and check it out." So my wife and I flew to check the place in Carter School, and we're so impressed and. And, uh, you know, decision was going to be hers because she's from California. And she right. said, this is the place for us. So uh, she made the decision. She says, hey, let's go. 
because as you know, when you're married, uh, you know, it's always good that your wife decides that you leave as opposed to say, let's go. So, right, right, right. And you, and you haven't home. told her about the climate yet, have you? Well, uh, she, you know, she's got this idea that it's not that bad. And she's from California, but she, she brags that the cold is great. And so, of course, we'll, be, we'll see you next year. Yeah, right. Next winter, uh, because most people from California have this romantic uh, illusion about Minnesota, about fireplace and, you know, <laughs> Bare skin, drugs, and all that stuff. Like it's 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 not what it is. But you know, it's it's we made the decision for for many reasons. Uh, smaller city, uh, you know, for kids uh, schooling and for hockey, uh, be able to stay home and play the game and and uh, you know and enjoy your friends, your life. And that you know, I just felt that there was time to to try something else. So. It's gonna be a little bit slower paced than California, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, much slower paced and. I think one of the first differences here we we noticed my daughter was uh, just turning eleven said hey dad it's pretty unbelievable at the stop sign everybody's so nice and tell you to go 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 we're back in California it's not the same behavior so yeah 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 so it's a little different very smart very smart all right so let's roll up our sleeves a little bit and talk a little cotter hockey you got a big project on your hand this might be one of the biggest projects in your life is to to start a a high school hockey program in a really high school rich state uh, and, and coach a team and build a team. It's, it's going to be a little bit of a national program where you're going to draw kids from the country, all over the country, but you're going to draw kids from the state. Let's talk about why, what you guys are going to do with the tax you're going to get to get people to come in to, to visit your school and play for you. So you're right. It's a monumental task to, to start a project. And, you know, with, uh, thankfully we had the, you know, the school is behind us and, and, uh, we have a lot of good people that, that are helping out. It is, it is not easy for many reasons. Obviously I've, I've coached high school, but never in Minnesota. So there's all sorts of rules and guidelines you'll learn. Mm-hmm. And, and then we start a program. You have, we have 10 kids. You know, we had to start the program because of COVID and all sorts of issues. So it was a little tough, but, uh, we have the advantages that, that uh, we have such a good facility. We, uh, we can, we practice for now at St. Mary's and Bud King Ice Arena, which is yep. both places in town. Um, we have, uh, you know, a, a, a Calder, a gym that's, that's, you know, probably would rival anything in the American league. Um, yeah. you know, like just the weights and the area of the train is phenomenal. Uh, we have, um, school is, Really, a good school, good moral values, uh, good teachers, and, uh, and the campus is unbelievable. So that's a good start. And after that, behind the hockey program, there's 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 a lot of will to to you know to be able to be not only competitive but have good kids, good kids that are um, good at school, but have really uh, really good moral values that will follow what the guidelines are in the school. So we're in a, we're we're there now. As you talked about the. Uh, open to get better players as you know we can't recruit right. but the good news is because we have a dorm um, people can come from overseas different places in Minnesota and there's a lot of interest already uh, for kids that want to come to our school uh, and be able to to play the game and uh, get a good scholar uh, uh, you know scholarly experience uh, with uh, with Cotter so this is where we at so let's talk through the dorm life. Uh, what, what are we? Is it a is it a college quality dorm? Is it uh, a? What, 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 tell me a little bit about it. What what you've seen so far? So Carter has bought a lot of buildings around some of the uh, uh, state university, and this is this used to be 
what the dorm has really been redone. It's really class, top class dorm. It's, you know, I mean, it's, they got, I think they got enough space for 72 kids mm-hmm. um, and only have, uh, they have drivers for kids that come and live there, can go anywhere they want. Um, you know, they're really good. Secure safety is phenomenal. Um, it's really well done. And, um, and for a kid that comes in for high school experience, um, I know when I, uh, when I went to, uh, uh, you know, call high school and call it college and back home, it's high school. But, uh, yeah, I went to, to a place called Shalom one, which was, uh, uh, a place to go where you could play, stay there for five days, play hockey. And so I've learned that. I've lived that life, and, and uh, to me, it made an impact. It was great. Um, and I think for these kids, although it's a little early to leave, but if you're in a good place, like, a, you know, you're, went on, oh, you're in a dorm, and, and you, you know, just got to walk to campus to your classes, and you get to really make some great special friendship, and you can play the game. You got, you got a lot of things going uh, for you. And you'll have, um, you'll have unlimited access to, to hockey and ice too, right? While you're there, I mean, they, so it's a great place to train, right? We we only have uh, five practice. We can be on the ice five days a week. Yeah. Um, you know, and we have, uh, you know, sometimes we have play, You know, we have even there's an extra rink outside. I mean, there's a lot of kids who want to improve, um, and uh, you know, through practice, there'll be a really uh, excellent platform. I think we we're going to work really the first few years on on skills development and try to get the kids to be the best, uh, get uh, get the most the most out of their skills and really improve their hockey IQ and moving on from a freshman. to by the time you leave, their job is, I mean, winning is is just part of the process. It's mainly to get our kids to go to you know they if they want to go to college, we'll push them to to be able to be become college players. Uh, you want to play junior, same thing. Our job is, I mean, winning is just, I mean, I, I see this at this level. You win when you do have a good team. But, you know, if you get better and better and you get, uh, if we put six kids in college, we've done our job. Right. And that's all we care about. All right. So talk about that and then the college uh, prep part of this. I'm, I'm guessing that uh, just based on a couple of my friends back in the 80s that went to Winona Cotter that I knew at school, they were great students and turned out to be really successful in life. Well, how does uh, how does Cotter get kids pre- uh, prepared for a college experience? Well, number one, like you say, school is is phenomenal. So if you, you know, they, they really uh, push you at being the best student you can be. And there's a lot of follow up, which is great. Um, and, and so if you be a good student and, and you become uh, a good athlete and you have a chance to, to play, uh, continue playing, which is, you know, not for everybody, but for, for, let's say that, uh, you have 50% of your team, uh, the kids want to go on, move on. And they, it's good to have a dream. It's good to have a goal. And I think that's the most important as a human being, you have to have a goal, and uh, work for it. And it's got to be intrinsic motivation. It has to come from within. If you want to do that, we'll give you the opportunity to get there. Um, the coach cannot do it. You know, they can only do what you can do is you know, knowledge and help the skills out and develop you. But, but kids have to want it. And so this will be given to them. If you want to succeed and, and push yourself and, and try to get the goal that you that, uh, you and sometimes even the parents have talked about, well, then it'll be there for you. But you know, ask again. Has to come from from within, and if you do that, you'll be successful. All right. So you guys have a varsity team next year, um, and you have are in the process of scheduling games. Who do you have scheduled from Minnesota uh, next year when we come down and see your first couple games? Who are we going to see you guys play? 
So I don't have the schedule in front of me, and but I know that we're going to play. You know, from Minnesota, Minnesota, you, you're probably in Lords, yeah, uh, which is a another very good rival, be great rival. They're a good school in Minnesota, um, and then we also going to play uh, La Cresta, which is uh, you know, a rival not far from us. Yeah, this year uh, we played them twice. Um, they're um, and they're, you know they're six three and we lost and I think eleven three eleven four. Obviously, we were uh, you know our first startup team, uh, JV. They're are you know they're a decent team they they did very well and we're very appreciative that they give us a shot to, to play some games against them so that was a start for the year we're going to play them one more time next year and hoping that uh and we got more games on the block but we I, I don't have this in front of me so i can't i don't want to start telling you some things that are no that's fine accurate, so it's fun to see that there will be another team we're at a lot of in, in an era where they're condensing teams and co-oping teams we're actually adding a team to the list of jerseys at the XL Energy Center. So it'll be it'll be fun to see uh, a Cotter jersey uh, playing Minnesota State High School Hockey League hockey. Well, that's a, it. I think that the, the good news about Minnesota hockey, the high school, it's that it's, it's not only it's well organized, but uh, give a chance to everybody to push themselves to go to state championship. It's a huge thing. Everybody knows it around the world, what, how, how important it is. I mean, I didn't know much about it till I started, you know, in the last few years, I coached in high school hockey in California. I, I saw that the, 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 your tournament is so huge, even with the uh, haircuts and, the, and uh, the, the, the flow thing. I mean, everybody, everybody knows about Minnesota high school hockey. It's a pretty neat thing how the uh, all hockeyer thing spans the globe. It's not just a Minnesota phenomenon. People people look forward to it all over the country to see what hair comes flying out. Hopefully, the kids won't have to wear masks this year uh, when they skate up to, for their for their ten seconds of fame. Yeah, hopefully not. But I hope I hope. Uh, I mean, I can't wait to see it. And it's on TV, and I'm, well, I'll enjoy it this year very much. And I'm being here, and, and uh, that's another thing. Not only that, but you also have great. University of Hockey. I mean, I was watching the, uh, North Dakota play uh, American International, and so how, how much skills and uh, how good these kids are. It's uh, it's a, it's great to be able to see that uh, for our kids as well to see what kind of work you have to do to get there. Yeah, it should be an interesting uh, an interesting thing to follow your team. Um, what are, what's the one thing uh, between uh, now and and next year? Uh, if somebody, if if there is a prospective student listening today or a parent listening today, and they want some information, uh, how do they reach you guys? Is the info is the best info info at CotterHockey.org the best way to reach you? Um, yes, how can there they is. track you down? Yeah. You can call. You can do this, or you can. I know there's a gentleman that uh, in charge of the dorms and the recruiting, and not recruiting, but we call it for you know for he, he goes out and and uh, talks to students who want to come into from different places to the dorm. His name is Eric, and yeah. so other uh, than that, I think yeah, the, the address we give is right. You just ask and get some information about the school. I think the school will um, you know have someone that uh, come visit the school with you. Yeah, uh, the parents can come in and see what it looks like. Um, and everything else is done through there, through through them. So um, it, it's worth seeing. Um, and then if someone has interest, it's important to maybe they come and check out uh, the campus and and uh, and to see what it looks like, so they really have a good idea what the, what they're getting to. It, it, I think they'd be impressed. Well, I appreciate you spending a, a few minutes with us here today on our show and sharing more about it. Excited to actually make my trip down there uh, next fall, early winter, and, and see my first Cotter hockey game. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you, and, 
and hopefully we'll see uh, uh, between Todd Gibson and uh, and Pillar. They'll be coming. Uh, I know his uh, young men, his kids. He's got two, you know, he's got two hockey players, and apparently they are very good hockey players. So looking very forward good. to see them in action. And uh, congratulations to Pillar and doing a good job on uh, raising the, the hockey kids. Well, great to talk to you, Martin. Uh, I appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for joining us on today's show. All the best. Thank you very much. That was a great interview with um, Coach Raymond there, Tony. Um, kind of exciting to see what Cotter can develop in the next couple of years, too, being varsity now. It's interesting for me. It kind of came up in the interview, too, a little bit. It was like, you know, with all of the contraction and co-oping, we're adding schools to Minnesota high school hockey. And that's the part that's exciting about this whole promotion with with Cotter Hockey to see how far this thing can go and can they become a viable entity? Will they ever make the podcast? <laughs> you know what I mean? Beyond the beyond the <laughs> first round already... of playoffs. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, we should have... <laughs> yep, we'll always give you that shout out on that day. That's right. Um, That's right. So Okay, well let's talk about some actual state tournament stuff. Tony, do you want to kinda talk about what um, YHH is doing first for the tournament? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. You know, we talked earlier in the show about not having credentials. So in a, in a credential world, we watch the games, go to the press conferences, do some reporting on it, whether it's a post-game skate or a one-minute-after kind of thing. We do the, we've done the press conferences, live stream the press conferences via Twitter. You know, all the, that stuff's going to go away. And we're thinking of kind of doing some barstool kind of things where we do a live stream of us watching the games together uh, Matt Jasper uh, from home ice has been nice enough to let us use his apartment for the week and and live stream our games there we're going to try to bring in some people if you're interested uh, if you're a listener and you want to send me a DM or text and you would like to come and join us um, we would love to have some of our listeners join us for the viewing party and we're going to live stream the viewing party we'll talk between periods you can watch us getting excited about specific goals goals or uh, late goals and games you can watch that you can tune in between whistles between uh, commercials and hear us talk um, it should be a really fun week of hockey it's a lot of unknown and we're going to try to cover it and have some fun with it that's all I can say at this point but keep an eye on our Twitter that's all I'm going to say all it should Twitter. be yeah yeah all of our Twitters um, we, we should probably all be tweeting at some point yeah, um, and, and, during and the we, whole week, we are fortunate enough to Carl will be uh, becoming a, a new member of my household for the week. Uh, my family, <laughs> my wife and daughter are going to Arizona, so Carl gets to stay at my place instead of Danny's, which would be a I little. I be an adopted Zozo. You're going to be adopted Zozo for the week. It's going to be awesome. And I get a bed, a real bed. Yeah, that's the important part. Yes, <laughs> I, I haven't slept on a bed, an actual bed for the state tournament since. <laughs> I, maybe not ever. It's the first. It's the first. <laughs> no, unless you count air mattresses in and, dorm rooms. And the Wi-Fi at my house is paid for by me. Okay, we're just gonna say that right there. Yes, same here, Tony. Oh. Same here. Okay. Uh. I, that's a new development. It is. It is. Yeah, it's a new development since working from home. <laughs> and, like, apparently Xfinity Mobile isn't a trusted Wi-Fi for my work computer. No. I'm really shocked to learn that. 
I just want to know: yeah, do Sean, I, do Sean and Gina pay for the Wi-Fi at your new house, or are you writing a check? For no. This? Okay. All right. Is Toro I, I, is Toro writing? Well, it? It, oh. yeah, yeah. Directly yeah, writing Uncle it or Randy. indirectly? Indirectly okay, writing right. it. Um, all right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Direct. Um, directly. What's that like when you don't have to look at? When it just takes the money away from no, you. No, I mean, I, mean, I meant directly. Yeah. Like, are you yeah. is, is it, are you paying a check from your personal account, or in or does yeah. does 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 Toro my, reimburse My parents you? don't. Yeah, my parents do not reimburse. No, your no, your your employer reimburses. Your employer you. doesn't. Oh, my employer does not. Okay, so it'd be. Indirectly. All right, gotcha. All right. Let's yeah, talk some hockey instead of Sorry. instead of Wi-Fi, okay? Let's do it. Okay. Rant, rant so, away, Danny. Rant away. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this one. Danny rant. Sample rant. ranta. Here okay. we go. Okay. Well, I just want to have a little bit of a rant here on state seating. I think it's screwed up. I don't think it's accurate ever. And I think it really harms the tournament the way that seating is set up. I think actually it would be better if we went to an unranked, you know, lottery system like we used to. And I wouldn't care if the top two teams play each other right away because it's almost better than what we're at right now. And, and that's, that's where I'm at with that. And then what, Tony? And each year the Swallows return to Capistrano. And now we have (laughs) our annual Danny rant about state seating. I agree with you, Danny. I'm not going to argue, but it's an annual thing where we complain about them not getting it right. It's not that hard. Well, it's not that hard, okay? When the number one seed in the tournament is down three to one, to an outside of the top 10 team and beats them in overtime and their only loss in the season comes to a team that lost in the semifinals in running time to a team that is actually at the tournament now. It's just, it's mind boggling. They have one loss. There's a team that has no losses and beat the, "Quote unquote number one team in the state on their home but it's ice. Actually, the number on their home ice, but they're actually now the number four team in the state who has to play a conference opponent in a conference ice. only schedule. I mean, this just gets yeah. worse. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, okay, it just let's let's lay that out. Andover and Maple Grove can't wait to see the third time that they played each other. St. Thomas City and Prairie can't wait to see the third time that they played each other." Um, why Zeta and Hill Murray? Oh, let's see this game again. Like, why? Why is it always like this? Like, I don't get it. And then on the other side of the bracket, it's like, okay, Little Falls and Delano. How did Little Falls get the four seed? Okay, I seem to remember them losing to Dodge County and Northern Lakes. Yeah, it's like oh, magical. Just, just how does that happen? It, it, like, it, just publish the rankings that the coaches do. Then, just give me, like, okay, I want to know who, exactly who um, the Kibiyami voted for for them to be the number yeah, three. Make it seat. public. Make it I just want to know. Make yeah. it public. Make it, it public. And just so we can go. Okay, 
Well, that's the rationale here of why Andover is now the five seed and not St. Thomas. Like, okay. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Or why Zeta, who also had a really good season. So, well, I don't know. It bothers me. Well, yeah, let's, I'll, let's I'll defend some of what, what you just ranted about here. Because, like, I mean, I think I, I had Andover ranked fifth among the teams who are in the state tournament. I think all the other rankings did, too. So I don't, I'm not bothered by that. Right. And Little Falls, I think we, we, we all had them probably ranked fourth among the teams who are actually in the state tournament. So those parts don't bother me. What, what does bother me is the, the Eden Prairie bonus, which seems to happen every single year. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> um, I think you can the argue daily about double. who's number one in Class A. It just seems like it's based on reputation and not what actually happened. Yeah. 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 I agree. I I gotta ask just for the fun of it, because so I was blown away by how badly they were, mostly because I had all these kids in the office doing these interviews, right? So we would ask Jared Jensen, "What do you think? Oh, we'll be four or five. It'll be either Andover four or us four, but yeah. all it really matters is the color of jersey." Everywhere we turn, every kid that came in A or double A had it completely wrong, and I completely agree with the kids, and I completely disagreed with how the coaches mapped this thing out. I thought it was just all wrong. I mean, the, the Hermantown Gentry flip a coin. I, di- I didn't really wasn't upset about sure. yeah. those. I mean, some of the stuff I didn't really wasn't upset about. I'm most upset about the matchups, not who got who was yeah. higher and who was lower. The matchups are brutal. They're bad for the fans. It's bad for hockey. Let's, I mean... Let's get it right. Let's have some variety here, you know? I, th- I just thought that was the I, bad. They use bad discretion on, on, on these matchups, especially the Andover Maple well, Grove. That was pathetic. Sure. Yeah. And beyond that, it, it's, a, it's a random draw. I mean, we, and we have the argument about how random it is every year, but I think this year it, it lo- does look just very random. Yeah, I don't mind the random yeah, draw. I I'm ju- fine with that, but it's just come on, get the games right. I, and, and for me, I just I have no trust that Maple Grove is a four seed. Okay, how how the heck are like we had talked all season how this team is untouchable, blah blah blah. They lose one close game yeah. that they were in, and now oh no, they're the four seed. It's like what? How is that a thing? I I just yeah. don't get it. For me, again, we could talk about this forever. I had Lakeville South number one because they were undefeated and beat Maple Grove. They had a true quality win amongst the tournament teams. And then I had EP and Maple Grove flip-flop, doesn't matter, either one. And then I had Hill mm-hmm. Murray and Andover flip-flop, doesn't matter, at four or five. And then I believed that Wyzetta, St. Thomas, and Moorhead were all on the outside. And I just think they got yeah. the numbers wrong. It's like almost yeah. like they got it wrong and printed it and then realized, oh, we did it wrong. Ah, it's already printed. Let's just leave it up there. You know, they didn't realize <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And it, it is kind of funny that, like, on the other side of the bracket, East Grand Force, which wasn't even in people's top ten <laughs> until, like, mid-February, is now the three seed in the tournament. Uh, but, I thought that you was know, far be it for me. I thought that was. Uh, no, oh, I, you're I know. making I'm fun of the ran- other rankers. That. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The one, two, uh, three was pretty predictable, and then, you know, because of those yeah. Dodge counties and Northern Lake wins over, over Little, I'm like, oof, you know. And I, I was, you know, the Coopiches were like, you know, all mad when they when it came on. I said, hey, 
toughest section. Welcome to the club. Toughest section yep. in the state. And if you win it, you deserve to be seated. I'm sorry, you just do. And six A is six A is tough. And they played more than one top twenty team all year. Yeah, they played a tough schedule, yeah. and they even had a tougher yeah. schedule um, had they had twenty five games. Little Falls, you know, they. Were, mm-hmm. I, I, you got to give them credit for that. I thought so. I, I, I all I'll say is I, I would assume that Creighton would be unranked. I guess if they would have made the tournament. <laughs> yeah, so. for sure, for sure. <laughs> Anyways, okay, let's actually talk about some hockey games okay. here. Northern Lakes has the 11 o'clock game, as we mentioned, against Gentry Academy. Um, so do we want to talk about this game, or do you want me to read all the games and kind of move on? What do you guys think? Uh, it's just, just the, the, let's just talk about it. Talk, about, talk it. about it. Much. There's not much to talk about here. I mean, welcome to the party. Okay, so Lightning. running time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Welcome to the party. Not a lot of people got to go to the party, but you know, you you went. Lightning. Yeah. I know. I said this on the forum, but it's it's sad that we don't have a, a constellation round this year because it actually would be good in Class A. Yes, it would be because there's four good teams yeah. and four teams that are outside of them. You know? Yeah, I agree. I agree yeah. with you there. Yeah. Uh, lightning strikes fast. So does their time in the state tournament. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, the so 1 o'clock game, Litchfield Basso Cocado plays East Grand Forks in the East Grand Forks with the number three seed. Um, I, again, I think this is going to be all East Grand Forks. I yeah, think so. you know, this one might have been interesting if it had been Dodge County or maybe Northern Lakes, but it's Litchfield, so I don't see this being interesting. Yeah, I, we'll see. Uh, Lich has never really done much in the tournament. Uh, I don't see this as one of their strongest teams. It's not a weak team, but I, I agree. This is going to look a little bit like last year's Hutch uh, uh, World game. They, have been, they These sections met last year in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and then... The first of the night games, Dodge County plays Hermantown. Hermantown garners the one seed, so this game will be at 6 o'clock. All these will be happening on Tuesday, mind you, again. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you, do you guys think that Brody Lamb can do it? No. No. But I do have to going... say one thing, though. Go ahead. So you remember back when we had Joey Pierce on the show, we were doing pickums, and uh, one of the pickums that week was Thank you, East Dodge County. And I was like, "Well, this, this is a game to see who gets you know beaten by ten by Joey's team." And sure enough, it was. <laughs> oh wow! Wow, we are wow. harsh. We are destroying <laughs> these little programs, making it to state for the first time. We're not being very welcoming to the to the frat party, are we? Mm. Hey, pledge, um, go sit well, in the corner. I, I, hey. Blame Hermantown, not me. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you uh, have you met Clayton Muhammad and Jugdish? <laughs> yeah, we we've already met. So then you'll have lots to talk about. That's right. <laughs> like, uh, um, but I I think that depending on the health factor of Hermantown, this could be an interesting game. Hermantown has gotten a scare in the quarterfinals before. By Laverne, Laverne. it could happen again. I don't see it happening this year, type of thing. No, Hermantown's on a mission, so 
I, I think they're in a revenge-seeking mode since they lost to Mont last year. But in the 4-5 game at 8 o'clock at slash, like, probably 10-30, mm-hmm. actually, when it starts up, um, the best game of the day, Delano and Little Falls play. Um, yeah, this one is I, – I think this one's interesting. Delano is surging very, very hot right now, and Little Falls has a lot to play for. Who wants yeah, to go first? Yeah, I think it's here. an interesting matchup. Um, yeah, they're also two very similar teams that look at color built. It's a bunch of pretty good forwards. Um, you know, not going to put up a ton of points necessarily either, but they're just sort of grinding solid, good class A teams. So it should be a good game. Um, if Tony? Can, can I start calling Delano the Bears instead of the Tigers? Because they have not Ooh, won a why, first round game. Because they haven't won a first round game. Have they? No, they've never nope. won a first round game. So well, they've only been to four, but yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> hmm, okay. Well. Well. Bears got twenty of them, and I think these bears, they got a very similar color as white 19. bear lake. Yeah. Nineteen. Yep. Oh yeah. Or no, no, nineteen. I thought it was twenty. Maybe it is nineteen. It's nineteen. I, it feels I made like fun of Zach it, all year. It feels like nineteen um, with Delano, um, and I've been hating on Delano, and they've been. You know, grooving on my hate. So I'm going little falls on this one. I I see the Delano kind of becoming cursed. Uh, there would be uh, if they lose uh, if they lose this game to Little Falls, they will be the Delano Bears from here on out. So they better win. <laughs> this is now, yeah. The, you're you not only have a two double A team that you are dogging now, Tony. You have created a two A team apparently as well. I have, and you know what? I'm looking for my you know uh, I'm looking for seventy DMs now if they beat Little Falls. <laughs> None of the sturdy stuff. I want seventy. So bring it on. He's Delano. just trying to get the DMs here. <laughs> I know. I'm, I feel like Carl. I feel like Tony Carl. Just wants That's right. That's right. No, I think I, I honestly, um, I, th- I think the part of the reason I like Little Falls, I like the goalie. I, I like their goalie sure. better than than Delano's goalie. So there you go. Uh, I agree. I agree. Um, Couture has been playing well too. So let's. Um, I I do want to talk about the the East Grand Forks Gentry semi. Mm-hmm. So I think this. This is Gentry's toughest test all year. I, I think, you know, we look at Matamidi, they just, Matamidi, in hindsight, never lived up to what it could do, right? right. I think this East Grand Forks team, it, it has a lot more forward talent and, and defensive talent. All their points combined, where do you want this year? And for me, I think that's an important thing to say because they haven't seen that type of caliber team yet. And and I think that East Grand Force has a chip on their shoulder too. So, do do you guys think that East Grand can do it? I'm so torn. I'm skeptical. I'm so yeah. torn. 
the only thing that's keeping me from um, completely disagreeing with you is I picked these guys number one. They were my preseason number one. And my pride is saying, stick with them, Tony, stick with them. But my my uh, brain is just saying, no chance. East Grand's got no chance against Gentry. They just, no, there's not enough firepower. These guys play a really up tempo style of hockey. They will be moving around. Um, I think this will be the first time East Grand doesn't get their forty shots. Yep. And yeah, and, I agree. And, and the, East Grand's been a little little wobbly in back, which is yeah, a big warning sign. And they're they're goaltending East Grand's goaltending. Even you know anyone will, will watch. They they had a they had a goal allowed from from center ice in the section final. Yeah. I mean, and you Look don't think staff. you don't think that Not Gentry's going to hop all over that with the way they p- pump in goals? I don't see it. I, yeah. I don't, I'm picking them to win. So I know spoiler alert, but I'm picking them to win. I don't. I, I see them winning both boys and girls, Class A, and then the f- open the floodgates for the uh, institution of winers. It's just going to just go crazy here in the next ten days. Oh. Well, oh, well I, 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 right I, on, on top of the net. What's that? Yeah, I did. I did. The puck landing so, on top of Tony, the net. With five <laughs> seconds left in triple overtime, State School got a shot right oh. off of his shoulder, and it po- uh, popped up and landed on top of the net. Never pick again. We were talking with Scotty Bell about this last week. I'm not picking against UMD until they, you know, and that there you go. They got a horseshoe. I think they're going to win this game because, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Oof. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Sorry. I, uh, yeah. We digress. Not, okay. We digress, but let's talk. I think we, let's talk about a Gentry Hermantown final. I think we all can agree that we kind of see that yep. going. I think the East Grand game is the tight one, but the, it's heading to a Gentry Hermantown final. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I I don't think it's anything different than that. And are we ready to go into the picking our champion? Sure. I think it's Gentry too, Tony. So do I. They just look so damn good against Montemita. <laughs> you know. Are we going to gooch? Yeah. We're going gooch. I think we're. Gonna, I, I smell yeah. a gooch. Yeah. I mean. Hang that second banner right next to your Swan Cup victory from last year at TCO. And, and yeah, I think this is Gentry. I don't see anybody. You laugh. You laugh, but there is a, a Swan Cup banner there. Hey, oh, they're no. new. They're new. I, I don't begrudge them. You know, new they want to. Oh, oh, what? What? These are the same people that were on me about a Schwann's Cup banner. I oh, don't I get that. you. I get. It. I was like, "Where is he going with the Schwann Cup banner?" Yeah, okay. Uh, no, okay. you guys gave me a hard time for that. We, um, we give you a hard time no matter like, what. I don't hang that. Um, no, I I think Gentry wins, and I think Gentry wins by over three goals or three goals or more. Yeah, I think so too. In this, uh, no. Uh, if 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 Zam Plant comes back and there is still a chance he'll come back uh, for this tournament, um, it'll be less than three goals. But I still think that Gentry's got way more firepower. 
That's yeah. my take. Agree. Agree. Um, okay, let's go to the. Yep, Tony. Uh, you said something there. Now I can't remember where we were going with this. It was something about gentry. I don't. The remember. old man can't remember old anymore. Man, okay. Sorry, I'm grandpa. <laughs> Uh, new developments in the Zozo household. It no, like. no, uh, no, no, yeah. no. <laughs> um, okay, double A state bracket. Wyzetta plays Hill Murray, the number two seed, at 11 on Wednesday. It's got a Schwan Cup feel to it, doesn't it? The old, it does in the olden have days a Schwan, of Schwan Cup, Cup. Feel to it. Ritter, yeah, the day after I, Christmas. Agree. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Just yeah. Both teams not feeling it, right? Um, Maybe we'll have a banner. <laughs> well, I, I have I have a proclamation taking here. Taking the Trojan, I have a proclamation. Yeah, okay, I mean, anybody on this <laughs> show, on this show, I have a prop bet. And this show, anybody, anybody want to take? I'll put a hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. Anybody wants it? Uh, that there'll be three or fewer goals in this game. Anybody want that? <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's tempting. Anybody um, want that? Anybody? You got my uh, number. Text me if you do want I that get action. The under? I'll be hand. I'll, I'll the, no, there's I'll a push. The if under. it's three, it's a push. Three or under is the bet. Anything over? Well, in the regular season meeting, there were four. See, <laughs> see, it's a sucker bet. Ooh. I almost said Ooh. four, but I want to get some action on this. I'd like to pay out. I have I have a three hundred dollar max Ooh. on this bet, so that only will take three. So there you go. I didn't, I didn't um, know this show was going to turn into a gambling show, but I think it's a fun proclamation, <laughs> right? No, what's yeah, I think box, it is. So. Uh, Sharon, yeah, can you yeah, write a no check problem. for one hundred dollars <laughs> to Brad Soderberg, please? <laughs> <laughs> What do you want in the memo? Loser. <laughs> Prop bet. State tournament. MSHSL. Um, I mean, what if we get audited, Tony? Can you tell? <laughs> can you tell it's getting late again? We're getting a little goofy. All right. What's the ne- are, we, are we picking this one? I don't know who's going to win this game. I have no clue. These are two really hot teams that play good yeah, defense. These are my two favorite teams. Yes. That's hard. Yeah. Like, these okay, are the two teams Carl, that, so, that Maple Grove and Lakeville South and Eden Prairie didn't want to play, and guess what? They put them together, you know? I know. I know. Um, I mean, two really, really good coaches that are going to have them ready for this game, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the hard part is, like, Hill didn't score all last year and then came into the tournament and just said, you want gold? You want goals? Here's goals. some goals. Yeah. <laughs> we got goals. Um, I'm going, I'm going Hill Murray. It, it, it's going to be dirty. It's going to be close. I'm smelling a gooch yeah. coming. I'm smelling a gooch. Yep. All right. What's the next like game? We all I, like I think we all like yep. the same two teams. It's just super gooch. All right. Keep going. Who's, who's next game? I honestly don't remember. More Moorhead and Lakeville South. Lakeville South grabs the number three seed. They will play at one o'clock or two thirty 
Central Standard Time, um, one o'clock Minnesota State High School League time, and um, <laughs> I think we all predict Lakeville South in this one. It would be I don't surprising. Know what What's that? You don't have Lakeville South. Pretty big Morehead fan. Yeah, you like Morehead? I am not going to do to Lakeville South what I did to Eden Prairie and Bantams. On 10 minutes, Tony Scott, I said they had a 4% chance of beating Eden Prairie, and they beat them, and, man, did I get roasted at Braemar on Friday. Just got roasted. I will say it, then. They have a 4% chance of beating Lakeville (laughs) South. Danny gets to be roasted. Danny's going to get roasted. Say it one more time. The next drone is going to need three goals in this game for them to win. I don't see it happening. I've yeah. seen Lakeville South in person. They are a very, very good team. They're better than the ranking that they have in the tournament. I, I think they easily push on. I think so, too. I, th- I just think they have too much talent. It's kind of like the Lakeville North game. Lakeville North gave everything they had in that game. Hats off to the Panthers. But just at the end, it was just too much. Too much Lakeville South. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And if you look at Moorhead's results this year, you know, they've been very good against like the decent teams, but when they've had their few games against the top end, it's it's never really been that close. Yeah. And, and, and that's clock. kind of been this that's the story for eight double A all season, I feel too, is I don't think they matched up against the other sections. No. Uh, okay. In the 6 o'clock start, St. Thomas Academy plays the number one seed, Beaton Prairie. Let's talk about this one. Anybody picking the cadets? They did it last year. Yeah, this is kind of a polar opposite cadet game team, though. Yeah. Last year was 2-3-4 check in defense. This year it's run up and down. You know, we had our total defensive matchup in the first quarterfinal. This one's like... Turn them loose. <laughs> Two great offenses. Yeah. I think it, if this game gets really going, it could be a six to five game. Yeah. It's possible. Hallam, Nagel, mm-hmm. Wright, and then on the flip side, Batch, Holt, you know, Puka. I mean, this will this could be a very, very run and gun game. And I think, you know, we look at goaltending on both sides has been at a premium for, you know, both of them. They, they need some good goaltending in this game. I think that EP has got the better of the two goaltenders. Probably. Possibly. Probably. And that's the only reason I'm leaning, leaning so heavily yeah. Eden Prairie. I'm, um, I'm leaning them really because of the defense. I think that. No, Eden Prairie's top three defensemen. Yeah, Langfell's. Doesn't have anyone who can compete. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Langfell's, Middlestat, Langenbrunner, they're good. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if St. Thomas wins this game. No, um, but it would have to take a shootout for them to do it. Um, on the bottom side, we have Andover and Maple Grove, and. The second matchup of this was a close game for yeah, um, Andover. I think it was like a one-goal one game, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. Yep. Three to two. So, <laughs> it, it kind of, you know, we might see another close game, but Gareth Schiff, he's going to have to have a hat trick 
for Andover for this game to be close in my book. All right. So last week when you picked, you did pick Lich over Hutch. I'll give you credit there. And you used a kind of a you, 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 you used a numeric uh, sequence. You went, yeah, yeah, loss, tie, win. Remember you said that about Litchfield and Hutch? Yeah, it's the same no, kind of philosophy. We're like, yeah, it was like a three or four goal game, now a one goal game. Are you saying potentially Andover now finally gets over the hump on Maple Grove because they're not intimidated by him? I I just don't think they do. Will Larson is a very very good goaltender and makes this game very intriguing. I just think Kukinen steps up and puts in a lot. A couple of goals in this game, and, and it shows why he's excited to be healthy and playing in a state tournament. I saw Kyle yeah, I uh, think... a couple times this weekend, and of course, he was rifling crap at me again. You know, every I, I'm I'm, I'm yeah, defenseless when it comes to Kyle Kukinen. <laughs> his brother so... scores a goal. I look up in the crowd. He's like pointing at the slide of his sweatshirt. He's representing the name today. <laughs> okay. Anybody picking Andover in this game? No. I'm not, but I will say I think this is the most important game of the tournament for Maple Grove. You know, they've, this is a program that's never won a first round game. They're, they have a lot of pressure coming in. Um, they are, whatever their seed says, I think we, most of us agree this probably the most talented team in the field. And it's again that situation where they're playing a familiar opponent who knows them isn't going to get you know too uh, intimidated by the situation. So it's it's just a really interesting game, even even if it's a repeat. But how many first round games has Andover won, Carl? None, but they have nothing to lose. Okay, so. I, I still take Maple Grove just because I, their talent on paper is overwhelming in this game. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You know, normally we weren't going to talk about the semifinals, but if we get what we want, um, I don't know if they're the top four seeds or not. Yeah, they would be the top four seeds. Yeah, yeah. Ho, 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 yeah. ho, ho. COVID or no COVID, that is two unbelievable hockey games. Hill and Lakeville South, offense versus defense. Yeah. And then Maple Grove and Eden Prairie, that's like, you know, that's yeah. good old days, youth hockey, you know, those guys and the Peewees and Bantams. I mean, that's as good as it gets. I mean, and then if there's upsets, well, you know, credit to the upsetters. If Wyzetta can – I can see all of these teams except maybe Moorhead pulling an upset and over St. Thomas and Wyzetta easily pulling an upset. So, Yep. Yeah, would you say like there's a four percent chance that Moorhead pulls an upset? I no, I think it's greater than four. I would never say that about Moorhead. Like a four point one percent chance? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, that's you that said that, not me. You attention? Um, no, I, I I I happen to agree with you there, Tony. Where it's like. It, Moorhead does have a four percent chance, but if you look at the other upsets, like they They're, would be like fun matchups regardless of what happens. That's true. That's true. I would say I'm not going to say it's four percent, but I would say the other teams are between thirty three and forty nine. That's for sure. You yeah, know, I would that, say that. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, okay. Do you, do you guys want to talk about potential semifinals or just the finals right now? What do you want to do? The only one I really want to talk about, you know, that that looks pretty good would be that Lakeville South and Hill Murray. <laughs> I mean, talking about Eden Prairie, Maple I think Grove. That one- I feel like I've seen that movie so many times, and these guys have played against it so much. But Hill and Lake Still South, wow! Who do you got in that game, you guys? Uh, I, I, that's where I take Hill Murray in that one. I just take experience year over year. Where Lakeville South, Lakeville South's got to get over the quarter humps right now. Uh, this this group has not gone past that. I agree with years. that. Yeah. But did you yeah, get that was the a sense? Self team that got passed. Yeah. Did you yeah. get the sense? Did you get the sense when you watched the the Maple Grove game that they kind of played with the kind of don't give a crap attitude? They just they play so well together. They play so hard. They move the puck so well. Um, I was really impressed with their speed and their talent. Uh, their top three lines were, were really really effective. I think they're going to give Hill. A lot of trouble, especially when they get to their second and third uh, D pairs. If there is, they even get to a third D pair. But I think they can really find some weak spots there with their second and third lines. They're out third and second, third forward lines. Um, I think. I think the thing that I like. uh, The thing I like about Hill, though, Tony, is Hill's going to come up with a game plan, and they're going to stick to it, and they're not going to deviate from it. And that's what Hill's really good at is they're going to play the style that they want to play, and they're going to make Lakeville South play into that style too. Right. And that's where I'd see Hill Murray. Yeah, and, and has South had to play that style of hockey once all year? No. No. True. That's true. No team has put them in a defensive style game. Nope. That's true. That's true. Have to stretch and make smart breakout passes. Hill's really good at making teams do that. Lakeville South has not seen that. Even in the Maple Grove game, they did not. That was a more run-and-gun style of game. Mm-hmm. So are you ready to pick a champion? Uh, or you sure. got more? You got more, Danny. I don't got more. I, I, I think I agree with you on the bottom side, Eden Prairie, Maple Grove. I saw that game twice in Bantams. Okay, right. I feel like I know that game already. And I'm not saying that Eden Prairie is going to lose. I just think that you know, there's you know, there's not a lot there. It's not not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of intrigue, is what I'm saying. It's going to be a great hockey game. Yeah, fine. I'll I'll, I'll say that Maple Grove wins that game and Eden Prairie loses. That's that's my opinion. Yep. Also, one of the fun storylines that we haven't talked about is Nico is playing his you know former kid. The same in the Thomas first round coach game, former, yeah. I think yeah. he, I think yeah, he I said think to me, a, I think he said to me a text in the last forty eight hours. I've coached ninety percent of the kids in that game on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think about that. So, uh, I so what's the kid's name? I, Phil. Going, Phil, the kid who scored the game winner from he's a move in. Phil something another. Yeah, I can never remember his name. Yeah. I don't think he's coached him. It's like he's he would be one of them. Yes, sir. So there's just a few. So, it's kind of funny. Oh, okay. Who wants to go first with who they have winning state? That's a gooch. This is going to be a gooch. I can feel it. I think right it is. Now. Yep. 
I'm going Hail okay. Mary. I'm going Hail Pioneers. Mary. Pioneers. Hail Mary. Yep. I'll, I'll go Maple Grove. I'll oh. go Maple Grove on that. Oh. But I think, can we all say it's going to be a Hill Maple Grove final? I, I was leading that way. Yep. Oh, gosh. I like Lakeville Salt a lot. Huh. Yep. I'm, I, I'm picking Hill Murray. I'm picking Hill Murray all the way through. I, I just think it's really hard for teams to repeat. And that's that's where I don't have Hill Murray right now. It is tricky. It is tricky. But they're good. I I, I just hope – I think we're going to see some overtime, though. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, Four of them? Oof. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> Four of them. No. <laughs> yes. Yes, it would. Yeah, that would okay. be great. Okay. Well, that's what I got for for this, Tony. All right. I think that wraps up the show, doesn't it? Yeah. That's all we yeah, got. So look forward to seeing everyone after the season because we won't be doing another pod until we do our postseason wrap show, which will be probably Sunday or late Saturday night or somewhere in there. We'll be one of one of the two. Somewhere in there. We'll be wrapping this show up. Uh thanks to our sponsor, Red and Black Leagues. Check them out at redandblackleagues.com. Our guest Martin Raymond from Winona Cotter. And the boys, Danny and Carl, for helping put together a great show. We'll see you guys at the COVID State Tournament. <laughs>